0: Here's a group of guys Started off Nassau In my mother Little one bedroom With this big dream That we're going to do This music thing And I learned some principles From Dr. Monroe About the power Of the spoken word And also Important of Habaka Write the vision And make it plain
1: between the grooves is hosted by james curtis music director and morning man in the greater toronto area on joy radio and aisha woods grammy nominated singer songwriter and musician together they talk with artists and industry insiders to discover our connection between music and faith you can connect with us on facebook or apps at between grooves and on instagram at between grooves pod now here's james and aisha
2: and we are back on between the grooves James Curtis along with Aisha Woods and of course our producer Justine who's celebrating a birthday today just thought i'd throw happy that out there
3: birthday. happy birthday
2: to Justine
3: Justine's Justine's a baby girl she's, we won't she's still young. we won't say age or anything like
2: that i mean that's that's not appropriate supposedly it's not politically correct i don't know i don't know
3: happy birthday Justine
2: this week's episode um this is a conversation that uh I'm really excited to share or we are very excited to share uh, Ayesha do you ever do you ever think back say five ten years and and then reflect now and think to yourself how did that ever happen
3: yeah i I do um and given the conversation that we'll be having this morning, I think about this gentleman more than a maybe five years or 10 more like almost 20 good night 20 Uh, (laughs)
2: like you were like
3: three or something yeah i'll I'll take that sure okay (laughs) but it's it's interesting though when you think about how how god orchestrates our lives and how he just connects us with people and how sometimes it's for just a particular season and others you know you have people in your lives that are there for the long haul um and i i believe that kevin who we will be talking to he's one of those that um will be connected until jesus comes again
2: well let's get into it kevin harris on between the grooves
3: good morning guys. good morning so good to hear your voice
0: same here So, Kevin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, uh, my name is Kevin Harris. I was born in Nassau, Bahamas, 1970. And so that tells my age. And um, (laughs) yeah, the the question I I would have immediately, the question I would have immediately is why didn't you stay (laughs) <laughs> well you, you mean in Nassau yeah in the Bahamas yeah still well, I, I'm, I'm still here oh I'm that's awesome yeah, yeah, that you. is awesome yeah, yeah.
2: okay good yeah, stuff
0: I'm still there I'm just I'll be right over so basically yeah not a problem man we'd we love to have you um but yeah I grew up I grew up in Nassau which is the the capital New Providence is the capital of the Bahamas 700 islands in chains and um I um, went to primary school, went to government, went to junior high, where I really started to get an interest in music. And um, it was during my um, junior high school years, I started fantasizing about um, what it would be like to write songs, record music, etc. And uh, it wasn't until my high school experience, I went to a public high school, that I actually stepped out uh, put together a band with some friends. We performed at a local talent show. And this was like my first foray into music. And um, yes. we didn't do too bad. And so we we got a little taste. And um, in the year of 1985, I would have still been in high school. Uh, I had a music teacher by the name of Neil Simonette, who was a drummer. As a matter of fact, he was a world-class um, drummer. He played on a lot of movie soundtracks and stuff had toured with a Keith Emerson and a lot of big artists. And he came back home and decided to teach. And I ended up in his class and, um, he was going to a church, um, which was fairly new called Bahamas faith ministries. And it was being led by a very fairly new preacher or minister called Dr. Miles Monroe. And so, um, I was invited to go to that church um, by him and several others And so I ended up going And the first day I stepped into BFM um, Was really Remarkable, I didn't leave until 32 years later And um, that that would be The place, BFM became the place Because they had a really great music Section, right, all these Artists and who really didn't Feel that they fit into the, the traditional Music scene were all going to BFM So You've got jazz drummers like my teacher, Neil um, Simonet. You've got jazz bassists like Adrian Diagle and others, et cetera. And um, the late Dr. Mark Bethel would have been the pioneer of this concept called praise and worship in the Bahamas back in, in the early 80s. And so I started, of course, becoming very, very interested in this whole movement, this whole new thing. And um, and so with that experience, I joined the youth group under the leadership of Dr. Dave Burroughs, who's now senior pastor of Bahamas Faith Ministries. He was the youth pastor then. And um, what ended up happening was Pastor Miles was teaching these great uh, messages on purpose and potential, etc. And so I'm a guy from the inner city, no father, just a really great mother, Never heard these kinds of messages before. I never was told that as a young black man that you could be something, that you can dream something and it can actually happen. So this is like really revolutionary for me, right? So I started thinking about this music thing and that, okay, I could possibly really do this. And so the church environment was great. The youth group was active. It was hip. It was new. So there were a lot of great artists who were in the making at that time. And so we started and so in 1986, I think I was 16, I decided to launch out and write, produce, and record my first single. Um, it was a Christmas song. Um, I had formed a group out of the youth group um, called P.D. Rappers, uh, P for Phil, D for Dwayne, and I was the producer. And so we went into the studio, that same teacher, Neil Simonette, and we recorded this Christmas song, which was my first ever recording um, and first ever as a producer and a writer and we released it and we took it a step further we went and recorded a music video for it nice. and this was unheard unheard of um, back then because there were no gospel hip-hop recording or groups or artists in the Bahamas or the Caribbean in 1986
2: and let alone right. for Christmas
0: and let all for Christmas, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so so that's how I got my start. And we really were the first um, gospel rap group in the Bahamas. Um, that group, PD Rappers. And, um, and then again in the Caribbean. And so um, really that's how I really got um, going into the music industry. And it started to grow from there. Can I say,
2: Kevin, uh, for anybody wanting to get into music... Go to church. Yes, <laughs> like seriously, it's a great training yes. ground, and and it certainly is a great way to inspire you uh, to to either take up an instrument or sing or or whatever you know. Sure.
0: Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something, Aisha and and you guys. I'll tell you, um, there's a big secular band here. They play a lot of uh, <laughs> so- so-called music, etc. The yes. lead of that group on on a television interview. You know what he said? He said nationally. He said. When they recruit musicians, they go to the churches to find yes. the best musicians for their group. They so, sure do. <laughs> absolutely complements what you're saying.
2: Well, even the music competitions that you see on TV, um, a lot of the contestants are from you know have a church background, where they started singing in the church choir, or singing solos, or, or sure. playing instruments, or whatever else in the church.
3: Yeah, some uh, of the absolutely. most successful artists they started in the church and. Um, Got to get them back That's in right. church
2: now. <laughs> yeah,
0: Yep, yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
2: So going to school in the Bahamas, um, particularly in elementary school, um, I know in a lot of the Caribbean countries you have to wear a school uniform. That's just part of the culture. Uh, did you wear yes. a school uniform as well?
0: Absolutely. School uniform from grade one until grade 12. Uh, we're really uniform both in public and in the private school system here. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that 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 kind of um, helped with the discipline. And um, as I was um, really becoming more immersed in BFM uh, back in 86, um, in 1987, I think it was between 87 to 88, I decided to um, form a new group um, because one of the guys was going off to university. So that group could not. Um, be maintained. And so we formed a group with um, an, two friends of mine, and we decided to call that group System 3. All and, right, um,
3: System
0: 3. <laughs> yeah, System 3. And and the name of that, the group really came from a, a message that Pastor Mars was doing, a teaching series on Really the world system and and, and really how we ought to, as believers and citizens of God's kingdom, function against the world system or in this world system. And so that's that was the inspiration behind that group. And uh, myself and one of the guys, Antonio, uh, put our little funds together, uh, went to a different studio, decided to work on an album this time. And so we were successful in and writing and producing and recording what would have been the first um, gospel rap album in the Bahamas and in the Caribbean. And, and this was around 1988. And um, the album was called In Full Effect. I'll never forget that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and so we, we, we did that project, did a couple of videos. But one of the things we were blessed by, guys, was that when we did our first performance, we were blessed to have opened for BB um, and CC Winans, and a young nice. friend of theirs. Uh, they brought along a friend of theirs to sing background vocals uh, by the name of Whitney Houston. Right? <laughs> never, so, never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they didn't they didn't promote it or announce it. So Whitney Houston came, and she just came to have fun. And so she was singing background for BB and CC, just having fun. And we were like the open, yeah, isn't that crazy? And, and so that mm-hmm. relationship we saw, you know, as young men, you know, that went way back. And so we, we got our first performance opportunity with that experience. And, um, wow. and from there in 89, um, there was a young man, his name was Delano Johnson. He was the promoter for the second leg of the concert. It was one in Nassau and one in Grand Bahama. And mm-hmm. he was from Grand Bahama and he was a singer cuz at that time system 3 just had two guys who rapped, but we didn't have a singer right and so um when we met him cuz he was the promoter for the Grand Bahama leg um he sang as an opening act and we said man we okay. like this guy and so we got together inviting him in to the group He'd, he he agreed we went back to the studio to record a single a two song single this time with the the lineup that will become and still remain today a system three. All right. Wow. And so, um, yeah. And so that's what we did. That was back in 1989. Um, I'll fast forward. We sent our demo to a company in Nashville. Um, I think they were called copy DM. They were looking for unsigned artists and they were putting together these compilations of undiscovered artists and, um, CCM okay. magazine, of course was big in those days. And um, so we, we saw the ad in CCM magazine, um, sent in our demo. Um, I was told they threw it in the garbage first, picked it up. listened to <laughs> it <They laughs> the garbage garbage At least garbage they garbage. were honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, so, so anyway, the lady who was in charge of the company, they liked it. Um, they put us on this compilation CD, but she wanted to sign us to manage us. And so we uh, took over the paperwork, that whole thing, decided to sign with that company. Um, They were in Nashville. And so we ended up flying over there. And I think the first event we went to was the Double Awards, uh, when we went um, there to kind of connect with this new manager. And that Double Awards experience during um, GMA week was very good for us because we were from the Bahamas. You know, we didn't really know anybody, you know, but we made quick friends. And there were a lot mm-hmm. of gospel, American gospel rap groups that were starting to really emerge then. And mm-hmm. so a number of them happened to have been at GMA Week that week. So there was ETW, PID. I'm, I'm remembering um, all
2: these names. That's hilarious. That's funny. Yeah. yeah.
3: No, what you're doing is telling your age. And, <laughs> yeah. <sorry>. Yeah, man. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. And do you know who was, who was also there was a, a young group at the time. They became a very big uh, group, but they were a very young group called DC Talk. I knew you were going right? to say them. Yes, I
3: sorry, knew it. I did yeah. Too.
0: <laughs> yeah. So so they were there. We all met, hung out. We actually had a meeting with all of these groups. Um, we had a meeting. I think Stephen Wiley was there. Mike Peace was there. Um, and so a number of guys. And I think we had this meeting and we had this kind of agreement. I never forget this about taking gospel hip hop really globally, and there was this kind of an agreement, mm. right? And so, until um, so out of that meeting, uh, we met some really good people. We met a um, uh, a young guy who became a very great artist. His name was David Mullen, and um, and at the t- <laughs> yeah, and and at the time he was looking at this very beautiful dark lady who he asked us about it. He said, you know, this girl, her name is Nicole Smith. You know, what do you think? You think I should go and talk to her? And (laughs) she, later on, she became Nicole C. Mullen. And, um, and then it was also an opportunity. Yeah. A lot of stuff happened during that period. So we happened to have been there at the right time. And so from there, we met people. Um, there was a group we met Aisha, um, by the name of Meekness. And, um, uh, Yeah, two brothers, one sister. They were from Denver, Colorado. And uh, just real quick story on that. So they said to us, listen, if you ever come to Denver, you guys got a place to stay. So we were booked to perform at Estes Park, which is up in the mountains in um, Denver, Colorado, for the industry people. And um, so we called our friends. and Hey, listen, we're coming to perform at Estes Park. You know, can we come and check you guys? So they said, listen, no hotel. You're staying with us. So we went. Stayed there, slept on their floor, mother was cooking for us, we had a great time, you know? But I'll tell this I tell that story because this is important. We talk about faith and we talk about God ordering your steps, right? Yeah, um yeah. one of the one of the brothers became vice president of Sony. Hmm. The next brother became vice president of Verity Records. The sister became the manager for Stacey Winans. All right? Wow. So, so, that's crazy. So I always tell people, yeah, be careful whose floor you sleep on. You never know.
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> you know, it's interesting you make the comment about God ordering your steps, because I guess the flip side to that is people that uh, are aspiring to be an artist or a musician or quote unquote, make it big. Um, if, if they're sitting around just waiting for something to happen, uh, maybe they need to get off their butt and do something, you know, whether it be, hey. you know, attending the GMA week. Uh, we we have the same sort of thing in Canada as well where, where you know, there's a couple of days um, where people, you know, a bunch of people get together and there's awards and everything else. But a lot of the time it's just mingling and networking and whatnot. Yeah. And and I think that's yeah. really important. And obviously that's what you did when you first came to Nashville. It was like, let's meet as many people as we can. Am I correct?
0: Yes, absolutely. Very good point. Um, that's what we did. We, we looked at it as networking an opportunity to meet people because, again, we are from the Bahamas. We're this unknown group, sure, and and so and and we were doing this different kind of music. This was Caribbean kind of music, even though it was hip hop, and um, and so yeah, we, we we took that lesson. We thank God for the uh, Pastor Miles, Pastor Richard, and Pastor Dave because they taught us some key principles, particularly of how you conduct yourself when you're on the road. How do you protect your ministry, your anointing? Um, And all of these key principles, because we were just young men, um, none of us were married then. And so we were out there, but we were focused. And so we used those (laughs) key opportunities to build relationships to this day, to this day, all of those names we still have a relationship with. Um, Then that group expanded to the Dynamic Twins, SFC, um, and a lot of the other groups on the West Coast. Um, and, and, and so this gospel hip hop thing grew even more, um, globally. And we were just really fortunate to play a, a, a small part in that. And, um, but God was really faithful in ordering our steps. And so as we, as we went on, um, we made a record in 92, 1992, which I think was our biggest record called In Demand. And, um, we took about a year to write that record, record it, invited a lot of people in to be recorded in Nassau. And um, it was really great. Um, shot the um, the photography for that in the Virgin Islands. Um, and, um, and it was good because that particular project really opened us up. And then we ended up um, dissolving our relationship with that management team and ended up getting signed with a new management team out of California. And um, this particular manager, her name is Lisa Hogg. She, was happen- she happened to be um, very connected to Stevie Wonder. She'd worked for him. And mm-hmm. um there was a guy by the name of Frank Wilson who's now gone on to glory. Um, he was a big producer for Motown back in the 70s and 80s. And when he got saved, he became a pastor. and hey. he had this idea, he had this idea and he said to Motown, listen you guys have never recorded a gospel album." And they said, yeah, he said, I' like to I like to do it." So they gave him the budget and he pulled in, All of his friends so he pulled in stevie wonder the temptations boys to men howard hewitt everybody and then he created space for a few new people americans and Mm -hmm. um lisa pitched him because she worked with frank as well as stevie she said listen i got these guys with bahamas man you know do you think they can get a little spot on the um the single which was a compilation of all the artists and it's called come by year that old negro spiritual was a really funky version of that. And um so Frank Frank said I'll tell you what Lisa if if they can go and record a demo with a guy named Gino who was Patty the Bells producer. If they could record a demo um if play that demo for Stevie, if Stevie likes it and likes them, they're on the record. And um we did that, work, went on California, spent a couple of weeks, worked with Gino, the Patty LaBelle's producer, did the demo, went back up to Los Angeles. I'll never forget the night that we had to play it for him because he, Stevie wondered at it. Is. He had landed somewhere and we played it over the phone and Stevie was like, Frank, I like those boys, put them on the record. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you know? mm, so, that's cool. And so, yeah, this was our, our really big moment where we're, we're an unsigned <laughs> group. They have no label. This is about, mm-hmm. and this is for any artist out there, um, who believe that it was, um, necessary to quote unquote, get inroads in with the label. We had no label. We was, we was self-published, mm-hmm. self-recorded. We got on to this big record, the first gospel album by Motown. Um, we ended up recording our session with Smokey Robinson, and nice. we, yeah, it was really nice. Frank, Frank was really good cause he liked us. And so we really spent a lot of time with him. And so he took us around to everybody, all of the engineers, they did Michael Jackson, and Anita Baker, everybody. So he was introducing these little young guys. He took us in as like his little sons. And, um, hey. so we did that record and we did that single and, um, that was in 1985. And in 1995, sorry. And I think, yeah, in 95, because in 96, we got the phone call at that time from our manager saying, congratulations, you guys have been nominated for a Grammy for for that particular project. So here's a group of guys. Started off, Nassau and my mother, little one bedroom with this big dream that we're going to do this music thing. And... I learned some principles from Dr. Monroe about the power of the spoken word. And we, and also the other thing he taught us was the importance of Habakkuk, write the vision and make it plain. Yeah. And so we did that. We wrote the vision. We spoke it. And here we are in um, Los Angeles working with Smokey Robinson and all of these cats. And we ain't got no record deal. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we're just there as guys in the Bahamas, doing this thing, and the Lord blessed us, and it was a tremendous opportunity. And um, sure, we were so we were so blessed to have connected with with a number of people during that time.
3: Mm-hmm. How did it translate to the things that you ended up getting into with the Marlin yeah. Awards and and? ministry in that capacity?
0: Excellent question. In 1995, we did that record in California. We spent quite a bit of months there. And while we were mm-hmm. in LA, this vision came into my heart to produce okay. an award set to honor Bahamian gospel music at the time. All right? Okay. And I said to myself, I said, I don't think we have an award ceremony in the Bahamas that recognizes local gospel achievement, right? And so Mm. I decided, let's look into it. We were still in California, looked into it, came back home. Nobody was doing it. So I said, we're going to do it. And so we Hmm. set a date for March 16, 1996, which was the following year. And um, I was 20, 25 years old. Okay. And we needed a name and in the Bahamas, um, currency in terms of the $100 bill is a blue Marlin.
3: Oh, wow. Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) And so the idea was let's go with the highest level of achievement. And so we felt that the the Marlin represented the highest level of currency. So we will take that. And we, we started the Marlin Awards just on faith. I had no money. And hmm. um, my my girlfriend, who was at ORU, um, studying, heard that I wanted to do this project called the Marlin Awards. I had no money. And so she said, listen, I'm going to send you some money. So she sent me $900 by <laughs> Western Union. Wow. And that's how we started the Marlon Awards and no that kidding. girlfriend and becoming my wife and it's 30 something years later.
3: Woo woo. Yeah. Did you,
0: did you pay her back? Oh, and more than one way, my brother. <laughs> more, more than one way. way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm hearing? A lot of Kevin is, um, strategy. Um, yeah purpose but also yeah. uh, thinking things out and you know you you don't you can't achieve something if you don't know where you're heading you know and, yes. and right. yes. whether and it's and it doesn't it's not just a music thing it's anything in life right if you want to achieve sure. a certain thing you've got to you know you got to take some steps to get there obviously but you do have to take that first step and you have to take other steps to get you in that direction um, and and I think a lot of people just think things should just happen right They're they've got the talent right. and they just, just fall in their lap yeah they they think that <laughs> well i don't have to do any work because i've got the talent and i've you know got the pipes or whatever else and and then they wonder years later why it didn't happen for them
0: you know right yeah right yeah um but you're absolutely right I, and you use a key word and that strategy and mm-hmm. um and i before i even really understood you know, the full definition and meaning of that word. When um, I look back, um, I was already working within that dispensation, right? Um, mm-hmm. Strategizing, you know, I was a young leader of this group and we were touring like crazy. We toured for seven years nonstop. And so you're responsible Jeez. for these young men. You're a young man yourself. Uh, you got to make sure you're nobody dropping babies nowhere and doing all kind of garbage. And, um... <laughs> You know, and um, you got to, you got to, you got to budget these projects and fund them because again, we were not signed to a company, but we right. had a goal, you know, we had a goal and that goal was ahead of us. And we were focused on that goal and mm-hmm. Pastor Miles, I'll tell you, he did a challenge with the church. He said, I want you guys to write out your 10 year goals. He, he took it from <laughs> the book of Proverbs and he said in 10 years, I want you to check to see where you're at with those goals. And, okay. um, in 19, in 1986, when I did my first recording, when I wrote those, wrote those goals out in 1996, when we started the Marlins and we'd gotten that, um, nomination for the Grammy, when I went back and checked the list of things I wrote down, it was amazing. So when you talk about strategy, yes. setting goals, not just waiting Things to happen. You you've got to right. really. If there's any big takeaway or key, I tell people: number one, there's two things I learned in this business. Number one, you've got to be able to create or make great relationships. Yes. And number two, you've got to be workable.
3: Mm-hmm. All right. Um, it's good stuff.
0: People, yeah, people don't want to pay money to work with difficult people. All right.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And so. Um, Sometimes relationships can get strained, but we have been blessed. Even the relationships that we had to part ways with in this industry are still good relationships, you know?
3: Sure.
0: Yeah. And so I I believe that's part of it. And it's amazing because the career I now have now and where God is using me now is built on strategy. I'm in that business, you know? Mm -hmm. And so... Mm -hmm and for the Marlin awards that's what we're continuing to do um now i think we're like 26 27 years in we are wow. still working the strategy yep
2: one of the things you you mentioned about the fact that you have to keep your ears open and you have to keep your 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 motives pure but also be able to learn from others one of the things yes. one of the things that uh, i learned and i don't know if it's still an acronym that's used today but one of the Acronyms that I learned, I guess, when I was a teenager was FAT, faithful, available, teachable.
3: Oh, yeah. wow. That's a new one. I like it.
2: So if you're fat, that's a good thing. And yeah, take, take that how you
0: want. depends <laughs> on what <the> culture. <laughs> yeah. It is. Do you know, but do you know that that is one of the biggest impediments? to the success of many ministries, right? Mm -hmm. Is the fact of what you just said, not having an understanding of the acronym and being teachable. I mean, even to this day, at my age, my children, I remain their student, eh? Because they're now getting up in age. So they're teaching me and they think I'm old school, right? (laughs) So (laughs) sure. sure. They're they're (laughs) teaching me. And and I let them, you know, I I let them feel like they're in charge, you know? And, um, <laughs> but, but I'll tell you a secret too. Um, and I always share this with young men and particularly those in the music industry, cause I'm getting ready to do a seminar here locally and we're going to open it up via Zoom. And one of the key things that helped me in life and in the music industry was the fact that, you know, Proverbs really, first of all, read the book of Proverbs. I always tell people that yes. my son is now doing it. He's now 17 and he reads it every morning. I said, listen, it <sighs> oh, saved your life. 17. All right. And, um, and if, you, 20, if you don't read anything
2: from... in the Bible, except for that to me, like that's my favorite book of the Bible. Honestly,
0: yeah. it is, it is. It is so it's just jam
2: packed full of wisdom. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, it is. It is. And, and it talks about not only the Lord ordering our steps, but it, it, it also talks about the, 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 how he will make you successful and that part of it is submitting your plans, but also being teachable and open to console. Right. And, yes. um, I I tell people Aisha that from I was mm, fifteen sixteen, I I've, I've never made a major decision whether it was for my career in the music industry uh-huh. or in ministry without sitting and getting counsel.
3: Yes, gotta have it. I've Safety never done it in the multitude of counsel.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, and and yeah. and at my age today, I still do it. I have pastors. Mm-hmm who I consider to be mentors, I run it by them, I submit it, I'm open to whether it's a good idea or a bad idea, and it just Mm -hmm. protects you. And so I think it's a really good principle. You have to be teachable in this business for people to Mm -hmm. want to recommend you, to want to work with you.
2: I have to think that in your career uh, over the years, you had to have made at least one or two mistakes, M- uh-huh. maybe th- three, I mean, but, but not a whole lot. But if, if you could look back now from a career standpoint, uh, I guess, number one, any regrets and number two, if you could go back in time, what would you have done differently?
0: Ooh, great question. Uh, that's a very, very, very good question. I'll tell you, I think one of the regrets is I wish that my group had continued doing some recording. um, we, when we came off tour and I started the awards, everybody, well, one Delano I think got married and people started going their separate ways. We are, we're we're trying to redeem the time. We're hoping to maybe do something next year, which is the 10th anniversary of Pastor Miles passing. And, um, so we're hoping that we can, we can make good on that. Yeah. Um, because it was 10 years ago that we performed together. Um, we all came together and he had just come back from Africa. And um, we used to do this little song together with him. And um, he happened to have been in church that morning, and that was the week before he died. And so in terms of regret, I wish that we could have recorded more albums. I really do. I miss writing, hmm. I miss recording. You know, life happens, you take on different roles. Sure. But I'm looking sure. to try to get back into that. Um, in terms of while we were in the industry, um, I don't think, um, I had one regret and, and on a personal level, I was producing a show for, um, Atlantis, Paradise Island and BB <laughs> Winans and Baron cage. It asked me to kind of be the local, um, coordinator and, um, we were coordinating mm-hmm. for, um, Stephanie Mills, Stevie Jones, Stevie wonder, Michael Jackson, and Quincy Jones. And boy, the one regret I have, man, Quincy came to meet us and I was not there. And oh. I regret i never got to meet Quincy <laughs> Oh wow.
3: Wow.
0: Uh, he, was a, he was a hero. But 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 I was blessed to to still have done the project for him. And um oh, that's good. But no, I don't think yeah, we, we still we still got it done. But not not much that I could think about because again, I'll tell you one of our our our, our secrets was we had great pastors. And I'll tell mm-hmm. anybody never trust an artist or any leader who is not under accountability.
3: I hear you. That's so good. So many people need right? to
0: hear that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. 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 You've got to be there's somebody that the promoter has to be able to call that says, are, are You're accountable to this artist. Because, you know, a lot of people get themselves in trouble on these tours. You know, sure, and um, mm-hmm. and that's where that's where a lot of things happen. And I'll tell you, part of our training, you know, came after a lot of shows, a lot of like pass like, if you do conferences, you're performing at these conferences, man, these passes would sit you down in the in, in the hotel room after the show, after the conference, and that's where you got a lot of lessons. <laughs> so,
3: you, yeah, you, yeah. You, you,
0: <laughs> I'm not sure, but I'm not sure, but you, as a female. Aisha, but I know for the guys, oh my goodness. Uh-huh. Um, the <laughs> biggest had, one. Go ahead. ahead. Now I'm saying the biggest lesson we got was from these pastors called the three G's. You heard about the three G's, right?
3: No, no. Enlightenment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they they taught us, they taught us that, you know, in ministry, there there are three G's that you always stay away from. Number one is the goal, oh, meaning the money, right? Uh-huh. Um, don't do ministry for money. Don't run uh-huh. after money. All right. Yeah. Um, one of them. The second one.
2: The one, <laughs> the one <laughs> the of the second, second to be the girls. Girl. I was. I thought that was going to be the first one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. The, the, the second one was the girls. Uh, be careful of the women. Um, for the ladies, okay. it would be flipped. It'd be guys. Um, okay. And and yeah. So be careful of the girls. And so we took that to heart and made sure we were real careful about that because. Coming from the islands, you know you got an accent, and everybody wants to talk to you, and blah blah blah. And so, you know. Um, but the last one was don't touch, don't touch the glory. It belongs mm. to
3: God. Yes, sir, and He's not sharing it with anyone.
0: Yeah, I think
2: yeah. I think I have a solution for uh, like to sum up all of those three right there, and that is to do two things. Number one, get married. Number two, bring your spouse with you whenever you're on tour. Uh, ah, yeah, yes,
3: that's that's Cause, wonderful. Yeah,
2: because because mm. I mean, talk about accountability, yeah. right? They put you in your uh-huh. place.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mine, mine <laughs> does. You know, <laughs> yes, it's a matter of fact. When when Pastor Miles um, started getting invitations, um, he had a, a male um, person, like a, an aide, and and okay. then he realized something he realized something as he became more popular on TBN and other places, all these women were starting to be available. Right. Sure. And and I'll never forget when he came to the church and he said, listen, I've asked my wife to resign her job and her, her new job is just going to be with me. You know, that's
3: wonderful. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. And that's what he did. And they, and they were together until the day they died. They died together.
3: Wow. I have so much. I, I just have an eternal respect um, and honor for for Dr. Miles and all that his ministry just brought to people worldwide.
0: Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. To Absolutely. have
3: been able to sit under that is huge. Good gracious.
0: That's right. Yeah man. And there's not a lot
3: of people years. And
2: there's not it's a lot of people like that out there that you can say that about. No.
0: Mm-mm. Exactly and and because he was also a musician, he started off as a young songwriter and a, a musician before mm-hmm. he became a preacher or a pastor. And so we related on so many levels and for my group, he opened the door for us internationally. That's how mm-hmm. we started to really travel in ministry. We, He told us, he said, listen, um, for the first food trip, here's what I want to do. I'm going to let the pastors know I'm bringing you guys, but you're going to have to pay your way. And he said, once you do that for the first few trips, what's going to happen is there are going to be other pastors at these conferences, and they're going to invite you to their church. Mm-hmm. And he could. He was like the best booking agent ever, and he was right.
2: <laughs> well, listen, Kevin. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, I really, yes, for you, sure. I I enjoyed if if one thing I can say, I really enjoyed uh, the name dropping. I, I don't want it to sound, um, <laughs> uh, you know. I'm not trying to make it sound like, you know what I mean, right? Like like I to know what you mean. yeah, I know like you to to hear it some was of so these much
3: fun though. Learning these these were fun facts.
2: Yeah, yeah. Great facts, and it's not like you're ne- you're dropping the names to make a name for yourself. I mean, these are these are people just right. you had you know interactions with, and I and I think that's just amazing. It's I, and I'm yeah, can I say I'm terrible. jealous? I really am jealous. <laughs> well,
0: listen, Look, Matt, I we want to thank you guys.
3: Week.
2: We got yes. to connect with ahead,
3: Kevin that. Harris.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, thank you. I mean. I'm humbled by the opportunity to really be on your podcast and to just share my little story and my journey and hope that it inspires other people that, you know, God can take a small island boy and in a in a little small two-bedroom apartment in the inner, the inner city of New Providence, no money, but just the yeah. word of God and a big dream and, um, and to help make that a reality. And so I'm hoping that somebody out there who's listening and they're considering whether it's in the music industry or maybe writing a book or maybe in being a pastor or whatever that you believe God is calling you to do or to be, um, just understand that first of all, the Bible does reminds us that he orders our steps and that he does not make a mistake. And so I am so grateful and thankful um, for the time that I have had in the music industry and I'm so thankful for the many people that I had a chance to meet, and of course, with the Marlon Awards, it continues to allow us to meet a lot of new artists from all over the mm-hmm. world, and to be a part of their lives, to get to know them and their families, people like Aisha and others, and mm-hmm. um, and so it's just a, it's just so wonderful, and I I I just I, I'm so full, and I and I get um, tremendously blessed just knowing that, again, all of these things started off as seeds and they have now yes. matured into fruit.
2: Thank you so much, Kevin, for spending some time with us. Yes. Um, I enjoyed the stories. Uh, I really did. I, I think it was, it's amazing to see uh, how when you put God first, everything just kind of, all the pieces get put together. And, and you know, I know, you know, I, I joke around about the name dropping and stuff, but I mean, that, that, kind of shaped your career, meeting some of these people. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's not like you try to meet famous people. It just happens because God ordained it, which I think is incredible. Absolutely.
0: Thank you guys for the convo and the conversation. Always love uh, sharing about my experience and uh, giving God thanks for the story.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you as well.
2: Wow, this guy has really done a lot in, uh, yes, he has. in just a few short years I mean everything from his his music and and everything that he's done but also the uh, Marlin awards and everything that goes mm-hmm. along with that um and he's he's been all over the place too like it's not like right. he's he's been all over the place and <laughs> the funniest part is you know sometimes you have conversations with people and sometimes they they name drop to make themselves feel important.
3: Right. Right.
2: But he didn't. No, he didn't. He's just like, oh, yeah, just happened to run into whoever and just run into this person. Like, wow. Like, (laughs) I would just love to run into those people, you know, by accident, you know.
3: Right. Right. He's 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 really a conduit. And he wouldn't say that, but he's a conduit. Yeah. You know, he's a connector and God uses him in, in big ways. It's an honor to know him, really.
2: Kevin Harris on Between the Grooves.
3: And if you want to check out uh, the the Marlin Awards and everything that's going on with Kevin Harris, you can check out the Marlin Awards website at marlinawards.com.
2: Speaking of awards, this guy just picked up a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Covenant Awards this past weekend. Scott Jackson with our artist advice this week. The first thing that comes to mind is when you're doing a show, have a great sound man that knows more about everything than you do. Like, I put incredible <laughs> value on the sound guy. So I would say to anybody yes, starting, when you're going to do a show, make sure you've got the best sound guy that you can get. They can make or break you. Have a good sound man. That it. is so important. And I know that because I'm a sound guy, <laughs> and I've heard... Mm-hmm. You know, people on stage, whether it be in a church environment, horror stories. I, well, I've I've seen, (laughs) yes, I've I've seen, where I know they're a good singer and and they didn't sound all that great, and it wasn't their fault, right? right? Maybe it was because Mm -hmm. they couldn't hear the music, so they're singing slightly off key. They couldn't hear the music in the monitors or whatever.
3: Right. You want to make sure
2: you have a good sound guy who makes you look good. That's their job.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. And sound good.
2: Well, that's what I meant. (laughs) It makes you make. That's what I meant. They make you look good. I mean, I don't know how they're going to do it visually. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, thank you to Scott Jackson, and thank you so much to Kevin Harris for joining us on Between the Grooves this week.
3: Yes, sir. Good
1: stuff.
3: I've been saying that all
1: Thanks for listening to Faith Strong Today's Between the Grooves Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, would you consider sharing it with your friends? Rating our podcast or giving us some love on your socials to your amazing friends and followers will only help us reach more people. We'd also love to hear from you and share your feedback in an upcoming episode. Send your video or written message to Aisha and James on Facebook or X at Between Grooves and on Instagram at Between Grooves Pod or email us anytime. Hello at FaithStrongToday.com.